This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. Led by instinct alone, animals pair off. Male and female links in the endless chain of life. And when the newborn arrive, they are nursed by their mothers, looked after only until they are able to forage for themselves in the elemental world in which they live. Social, psychological, and emotional needs and desires unique to human beings have given rise to many customs of courtship and marriage, which know no season. And because a child's dependence on his parents lasts for many years, man's conscious awareness has led to a sense of responsibility not shared by lower species of the animal kingdom. All of these and many other factors play essential roles in the story of human reproduction. I had a conversation with a friend one day and we was talking about family and life and I asked him, how do you see your kid's future? And he said to me, my grandfather walked 10 miles to work every day. My father walked five. I'm driving a Cadillac. My son is in a Mercedes. He said my grandson will be in a Ferrari. But he said my great-grandson will be walking again. So I asked him, I said, well, why is that? And he said to me, tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. He said to me, many will not understand, but you have to raise warriors. That's what coach instilled in me and so many like me the strength and courage of a warrior. That's right. The strength and courage of a warrior. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Truth Warrior. So happy to be with you. I can't wait to show you this amazing gift that I was just sent by my good friends at Rise Attire. Adrian and team sent this out. Check this shirt out, guys. Boom. There it is. Just needed an example for weak men creating tough times uh, so we can do this show today. And also, they also sent me another lovely gift because I ordered the wrong size of the Cult of the Medics Fear Not hoodie. And so they sent me a larger size and it fits so amazing. Check this out. It looks so good. Look at that. Got your Expose the Cult of the Medics. We got the Fear not. This is from chapter nine. Frank Herbert quote right on the back. It's so cozy. It fits amazing. I love it. And big shout out to Rise Attire. I have put the links to the shirt, the hoodie. Actually, there's a whole, you know, hold on a minute. Do I have it up here? There's a whole line that they've dedicated to trolling Justin Trudeau, which is just brilliant. And uh, you can go get it. Right now, let me just pull this up so you can see it. RiseAttireUSA.com. You know what? I want to see some of these. I haven't even seen some of these. Let's look at them together before I rock into this show. <laughs> oh, these are good. Nice. 
Okay, let me just pull it up so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. Okay, there you go. There it is. So it's in the description. I also posted it over on my Telegram. You can follow me on Telegram, DW Truth Warrior. The line is called The Secret Adventures of Margaret Trudeau. <laughs> They're great. So they got hoodies, t-shirt. That's what I'm wearing. I just think that's awesome. And then, of course, the link to the entire line that they have. It's a big support for Cult of the Medics. Um, oh, where's that link? Let me get that up there. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I just want to show you guys before we go. Oh, yeah, look at all this. So much clicking, but I'll get it to it. Here we go. All right. So there it is in all its glory, guys. Go ahead and check it out. It's uh, really well made. Look at the variety they got. They got men's cuts, women's cuts, because, of course, there's only two genders. Um, and then they got the long sleeve one. That's really cool. T-shirts, hoodies, you know, sleeveless hoodies, lots of cool stuff. So go check it out, guys. RiseAttireUSA.com. The direct links are in the description, or you can also go to my website, dwtruthwear.com, and you can get all the links to that amazing stuff. How have you been? I know it's been a couple of weeks. I've been working in my community to help to raise strong men and women by reopening up my martial arts studio, and I'm very happy to announce that I am now open for business. Should I show you guys my site? Well, you can go check it out if you're in the area or you're swinging in town, warriorartsacademy.net warriorartsacademy.net you can check it out um and it's just been a, a bit of a whirlwind because i've been doing all of this and going in installing mats and hanging up punching bags and getting things rolling getting these classes started so it's been a little bit chaotic and that's why you haven't seen me on truth warrior for a little bit but i did do a really good show on uh, earth chronicles this past week with josh reed talking about division and uh some other really deep stuff so that was a really good show. And of course, you can always catch me on Unslave with Michael Tessarian every week, unslave.com, uh, doing some really, really top shelf research over there. And final announcement before we dig in is, why don't I just keep the share screen up the whole time? Why am I making my life harder here? There it is. You head over to dwtruthwarrior.com. I just dropped a new Truth Warrior Premium. It's only six bucks a month, or you can sign up and get all of my premium content on Rockfin, as well as all the other content creators' premium content on the platform for one price. But this latest one is going to fit very well with the preview. I'll just give you a little tour of what I've done. I was doing a Bible-decoded sort of comparative religion, esoteric Christianity series called The Bible Decoded. We did Children of Light, Kingdom of Heaven, Kingdom of Hell. Uh, then we sort of moved on. We did Dark Side of Tibetan Buddhism, which I really like. That's a exceptional research field for you to dive into if you want to go down some rabbit holes. The Extraterrestrial Question, another awesome subject. Cosmic Superimposition, which I've is one of my favorites. It's so good, in my opinion. Um, my presentation, Cult of the Medics Behind the Curtain, so it's a bit of a premium deep dive. It was a presentation that I did. Um, and you can get that over there exclusively. And then this latest one, the lost light an interpretation of ancient scriptures. And this is an investigation that continues to look into this subject. Uh, so you can go get that over at dwtruthware.com forward slash premium. 
it definitely helps a lot. And I'm hoping to spoil you rotten with some really good content over there. And it's based on this book. I finally got a physical copy of it. It just came in the mail. Uh, my camera's mirrored. I got to fix that. Uh, the Lost Light, an Interpretation of Ancient Scripture by Alvin Boyd Kuhn. Just life-changing stuff, guys. Totally new perspectives. And I break it down in great detail in this latest premium. And I also bring in a lot of other thinkers on the subject to help you, those of you out there that like studying this subject and want to learn more about it. It's definitely going to help you out. So there we go. Oh, and I have one more announcement. Sorry, I got to do them all in one show because I missed like three weeks. There's been so much going on. I have just, uh, I was kind of honored actually to, is it going to come up if I do it? No. Okay. I got hooked into, uh, or I teamed up with Brighteon University. This is Mike Adams, Health Ranger. They came across Cult of the Medics and they were blown away. And they have a massive platform over there. And they've just started this online university. A lot of the content on there is actually free. And then they do have some extra goodies on there for different fees. You can check it out, documentaries, full courses. And uh, they brought Cult of the Medics on the platform. You can still watch it for free over there, but I've also given them some exclusive premium show notes, research notes, and we're going to be building that out over some time uh, that I'm going to be just adding some more depth to it. And they've been helping me out. So I thought, wow, I'll give them some, some unique content for their new university. And I'm really honored to have it featured there because it's going to reach so many people. So they put it together as sort of like a course, sort of like a kit where you're getting nine days where everything's dripping out and then you got access to everything. It's five bucks for the whole deal. Um, and it includes obviously downloads of everything and then all the additional premium content. And then I'm going to be adding more down the line. So I just want to thanks bright, thank bright you and Mike Adams for seeing cult of the medics and bringing it on their platform. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, and I will also be, well, they will be releasing an interview that I did with Mike Adams over the weekend. We're going to do a series of interviews diving into it. So that should be fun. So stay tuned for more on that. All right. I think that's everything. How's everybody doing? What is going on in your neck of the woods? In my neck of the woods here in Canada, I think we're just another glaring example of weak men creating hard times. Weak men and women, that is. It's kind of a mixed bag over here. And with that opener, that gentleman was, I think he was a basketball coach or something, a football coach. And he was reading that old quote where you get this from. And isn't it so true? Aren't we living through this right now? That strong men create good times. Then they become weak because everything's so good. There's no challenges. And then weak men take over and they immediately create hard times and we have to keep going on this cycle. It'd be kind of be nice if we could just stay on one lane with this, but clearly not. So how do we remedy this? How do we remedy this? Well, let me start with, I'm going to start with what kind of inspired all of this first. And then I'll find, I got some good stuff to share with you guys today. So I don't know if anybody's seen it. It's already getting kind of like international attention here, which is uh, kind of funny. And once again, Canada is in the hall of shame, but it's not Canada. It's the government, the current government of Canada. And I think this is the same everywhere. 
I love how everybody likes to be sitting in the US or in Europe or some other country and going, what's going on in Canada? You guys are really going the wrong way. And I'm like, yeah, how's your World Economic Forum or World Economic Forum puppet doing in your country? Like, this isn't just a Canada problem. Okay. I hope everybody realizes that we're all on the same team here trying to fight for sanity, reason, freedom truth and justice to come back. So let's not have a competition about it. Let's just get rid of all of these swamp creatures in our various countries. How about, how about we do that? Okay. So this, this is the video. I'm not even playing the audio. We'll just, this is the Canadian parliament. I think it was today or yesterday where a bunch of male MPs are prouncing, prancing around when high heels. And I guess this is, something to do with stopping violence against women or something? Is that is that what they're actually telling you? And so I just wanted to say something about that really quick because are there any women out there that actually feel safer when they see grown men walking around in open mockery of women wearing high heels? Well, is that really like a gesture or a symbolic thing that's going to help with domestic violence, which I think is what they're surrounding that with. You notice how there's always a thing. There's always like the latest thing that they come up with a cause that they know nobody can get out of this. Like you can't, you can't speak against the high heels thing because then you're speaking against violent violence against women, which means you're for violence against women. That's how they're, that's how the media works. That's how these memes work. And it's absolutely ridiculous. They did the same thing with the whole trans thing where they've got the story hour and the radical grooming of children and the whole deal um, to the point where now the LGBs want to actually do a divorce from the TQ plus community because it's just gotten so absolutely cartoonishly insane and then if you say, if I say it as a, someone that's heterosexual, I say it, it's suddenly I'm against somebody. If I'm not for the thing, if I'm not for the propaganda, the branding, the advertisement, whatever it is that they're doing, the cause, if I'm not for the cause, because I know who sponsors it and I know what's really behind it, then I'm against the uh, issue, right? Like that's how they do it. So I think it's the same with these heels thing. Like, what is it that having men walk around in heels is going to help women? I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So this is why I look at it as just another symptom of the decline of the strong men. And there's an obsession as of late with getting men to dress like women and promoting men who dress like women or even pretend to be women on the beer cans, on the whole, just flooding the male world with becoming a woman. And you notice it doesn't really go the other way in, in terms of the way they brand it, right? In terms of the way they're pushing this particular narrative into the public, it doesn't go the other way as much in that narrative. It's predominantly men becoming women, which to me is symbolically the design of feminizing men and masculating women and flipping things on their heads so that it weakens both. It weakens both of us to be doing this. And again, this is aside from accepting people for who they are and equal rights and all these things. A friend of mine who's in the gay community told me, he's like, 
This is so ridiculous because the last right that we were looking for in the LGB community was the right to marry our partner. Like that, that there shouldn't be like some kind of law against that, that we should just have that right. That was the last right. Now we have that right. We literally have every single right that anybody else has. So why is there this dogma about certain people not having any rights? Like this is how they do it. Cause they're trying to make everybody feel like, well, see, there's a problem that needs to be solved. And one little minority group over here is in some kind of deficit and therefore to achieve the equality that like the UN talks about and Klaus Schwab talks about and Trudeau talks about so much. We just need more government. We need bigger government. We need more laws. We need to, we can't just lift one group up. We have to squish the other group down in order to lift the other group up while saying we're for equality. Like this is where all the contradictions come in and that's how you know it's a, lot, a load of bollocks, right? But um, all of this, aside from those individual issues, the biggest question asked today is where's all the men, right? Like where, even during the pandemic, where's all the men? Where's all the men? And there's a few different ways to look at it. Like men absolutely have their own issues for sure. But like, we got to look at the whole context of how this thing went down. Right. And I was trying to explain to a friend of mine, cause you know, female saying, yeah, you men have a great responsibility to fight for our freedom and win this back for us. And, and that's the rhetoric and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, no, I'm down. All right. But I think this is a, this is, we're both involved now. Okay. Men and women, we're both in the fight. Okay. And we're both, actually, it's not even a group thing. This comes down to the individual of responsibility for your own actions or non-actions. That's where I come from. I always look at it from, I don't like groups. I don't like identifying with groups. I'm a human being and I happen to look like certain other human beings and I happen to be part of that. But in the end, I'm responsible for my own actions in this life, in this time. And everybody else is as well. But when we look at things in terms of the culture and how it went down, lest we forget, before we, before we start telling all the men, hey, uh, the reason you've got a Justin Trudeau, the reason you've got an Emmanuel Macron or a Jill Biden or whatever, take your pick, is because men failed. Men were weakened and then you guys failed. You didn't defend the gates, right? Which, yeah, right. But why? Why was that? How did that actually happen? Did we not just have radical weaponized feminism for the past decade, just completely walk through, kick the door open and, you know, start talking about toxic masculinity? I'm speaking in terms of the culture here, right? Like, and the way that this attack was done, because this was an attack. The way this all went down, the way we got to this point of weakness is that this was a systematic generational, like multi-generational attack. And there was a specific script. There was a, or what's the better word? Strategy. There was a specific strategy to assault the male psyche, to dumb them down, to weaken them on all levels. And there's many mechanisms that come into that on biological level, psychological level, spiritual level, uh, the political level, the whole deal. So yes, there was an agenda to weaken the males so that there wouldn't be any resistance to what was coming next. And there were many of us, I was there, and so were many of you, who decade ago or more were warning and saying, 
this is what's going to happen. The men are going to step aside and in are going to walk in all of these limp-wristed politicians who answer to higher forces, and they're just going to come in and steamroll it, and there will be no resistance because there will be no will left in the soul of men to resist. Why? Because there's no, there's no incentive. But the incentive is removed. If you remove women, so this was the a specific strategic attack on the psyche of women, which we've been coming, covering on Unslaved, just to show you the that side of it, because nobody's doing it. Nobody else is doing it, so we're doing it. To show how they did it, how they attacked it. What did they do? They divided the family unit first, first day, right? Get the kids in school, make everything cost so much that one income can't support a family. You got both parents working, which means the kids are being raised by the state or the nannies or the daycare or the babysitters or whatever. And that's that's kind of just a byproduct of the situation that all of us got put into. I'm not blaming individual parents. This is just where we were, right? And then systematically over time through the, you know, here's the, how many more pints of beer can you drink? And all that beer, by the way, is loaded with, you know, you're not getting it from some of these more organic microbreweries. It's all these Bud Lights and Budweiser's and Canadian or whatever beers you're drinking, all in these cans that are laced with things that are lowering your testosterone right? As a male, which is a key component to what gives you an incentive in the, in a physically. And then, so you got that, the food, the quality of the food, right? And this, of course, this assault affects women as well. Um, but there's a specific reaction that happens when you have all the sitcoms, all the comedians, all the media, all the culture becomes polluted with a very feminized male in and feminized. I'm not talking just about the, 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 gender thing i'm talking about maybe the, a good word would be the the sort of emasculation of the male to take the male out of the picture so that there is no instinct to protect the family anymore there's no there's no need because now on the other side of the propaganda pulpit you have radical feminism educating women to leave the home to pursue um all these corporate careers and whatnot which is, i'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that on an individual basis but when you have an agenda to get the kids out of the home, out of the protection of the mother and the father, then this is how you would do it. You would get women out of the home and then you would indoctrinate them with this idea that all men are just, you know, women hunting, you know, misogynists that don't give a shit or whatever. And then men start to play that role because they're being taught that through the media, right? And then women start to play their counter role, which is being given to them by Cosmopolitan and all the big talk shows and all that, you know, the view or take your pick, all the celebrities. And then it moves quickly from just equality to outright division between the sexes. So there's no unity in the home anymore. There's no unity between the man and the woman. And that taking that, taking the woman out of the picture to make, this whole situation work, what that does is it de-incentivizes men, right? So then next phase, you've got your propaganda going on men. You got your propaganda going on the women and who's the victim in the middle while we're fighting out who's responsible for the decline of Western civilization. Is it men? Is it women? Is it a mix? Is it this? Is it that? Who's the target of what's coming behind that? The kids and what's happening. What's happening is what's happening that we're all seeing right now. A total assault on the psyche of our kids now to raise them 
to be against the family concept, to be against the typical natural roles of men and women in the world, to see the beauty in that, to see the natural function in that, to see how that works, right? And let me just say real quick, obviously we've oscillated between different extremes throughout history, right? So you had the very like toxic, overly, maybe overly patriarchal system in the past that couldn't balance itself out with the feminine, right? So that gave rise to maybe a more classical feminism, which was important. You had to fight for right. I get it, right? But that need to fix that imbalance drove the other side to come in and keep it going towards so far to the other side that now we're in another extreme imbalance, you see? Whereas if we could have just kept that sucker right in the center, we had a good balance between those two things, we wouldn't be in this pickle. But that's how that's how these systemic or systematic attacks actually work. That's how they function is they keep you in extremes. And the reason they do that is to keep you divided from each other. See, men and women need each other. Okay. And humans need each other. But if we're going to procreate and create a new generation and give them the foundation that they need so that in each individual mind of each child, they have an appropriate archetype of a male and appropriate archetype of a female that they themselves can balance their psyche from. And then we can have a healthy society, right? And this isn't to indict other ways of life or any other groups. That's not what we're saying. We're just talking on the whole because we're now in this pickle that we're in where up is down, left is right, and the reality doesn't exist apparently. Um, but we're finding out very quickly that it does exist and there's severe consequences for pretending that it doesn't and trying to change the rules, right? So it's gotten to that extreme. So it's not the fault of any particular group it's all of us have taken the foot off the gas pedal of paying attention. That's why these guys crept in that we didn't, we fell for a lot of sales pitches over time. I've fallen for them. We've all fallen for them. So we're waking up out of that and we're trying to, we're trying to fix this mess. And so this is why I'm bringing this up right out of the gate is to say, we need to heal the divisions between men and women. That's number one, especially in the household. Okay. We got to stop competing against each other. If men and women could just stop competing against each other and instead learn to work together to help to create this free society that we want, that's also got some values and morals and something to pass on to the children that's going to be worth something to protect them from this endless cascade of narrative warfare and um, and all of this just complete debauchery and, and regression and de-evolution that's happening by design. We need to come together and figure it out and stop blaming each other. Men should not be blaming women and saying, it's all your fault. And women should not be blaming men and saying, it's all your fault. Every time we put everybody in a group, we're still left with our individual selves. And the only question you can ask yourself is what have you done and what have you not done? Before, you, before we're going to go out and, and make our critiques, what have you done lately? What have I done lately? This is the question each one of us needs to ask. This is what I try to ask myself, and I'm not perfect, and I wish I could do more. I'm sure many of you do as well. Maybe some of us don't even know what to do. And it's, we're in uncharted territory, so that's to be expected. But 
if we're going to heal the situation, because you remember how these, like, if you think back to like some of those older videos by G. Edward Griffin, who, by the way, we've just booked for not this week coming, but the following week in first week of May, we've booked G. Edward Griffin for Earth Chronicles. So that's going to be awesome. I'm so glad the man is still kicking and he's still sharp and what a value, uh, what a valuable mind he is. But he did a really good video. I should have pulled it up. I'm sure you've seen it where he was breaking down how there was an actual blueprint. There was an actual plan by this international communist globalist cabal to infiltrate America. He was speaking in the American context and to infiltrate the culture. And if you go through that video, he goes through the different planks, the different points that they were going to try to hit on in order to succeed at overthrowing the Western culture and turning it into the perfect breeding ground to adopt it now into this new globalist, centrally run technocratic culture. And they figured out that the only way to get America and the West to heal to these elites because they'd been raised in an entire generational culture of freedom and independence and family values and, um, you know, having a healthy family unit and et cetera, right? How do you take that down? Well, you got to start slow. You got to start by getting into the education system. You got to get into the media. You got to get into the minds of every parent, every future parent. And then if you can get them, then you can get the kids and then you can retrain the entire next generation to think like that matrix system, to think like those globalists. And so you, you have to erode the family unit. This was known, even Karl Marx talked about this. You must, they looked at the family unit as the most obscene thing ever, these communists. And it's written down. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is with all this stuff where we're all kind of at each other's throats on surface issues, we're not realizing this was all planned out in advance. This was a, a very specially designed assault for each group. And I think they've done this in every country. I think these people have done this in every country. I think the West was just the last to fall, right? The West was sort of like used as their, especially America and the British, the British empire and stuff was used as the staging ground to get things to a certain point because someone does have to pay for the operation. So you needed to set up a few free markets in the world and kind of keep that going for a little bit so you could enslave and totally dominate the resources of all these other cultures around the world. And then you know that at the end, you're gonna have to take out the guys that you kind of, you got to bring that whole system down in America and then install that program and then bring everybody into the one ring to rule them all world government. So how do you do it? How do you take down the thing? Well, the other thing that G. Edward Griffin did was he was the one who interviewed Yuri Bezmenov, who was the former KGB agent who came out and basically spilled the beans in very specific detail as to the four-step plan of how to take over a free society and turn it into a communist society. And that's where you got your destabilization, demoralization, introduce a crisis, introduce a new normal. And there's many ways they do it. So they, that's why everything's built on crisis, guys. Everything's a crisis. We don't have equality. That's a, that's a crisis. And you're like, really? Do we really want the government to step in on any kind of inequality? Or is inequality kind of built into nature? Like, are we fighting against the forces of nature here? Maybe we should embrace that and maybe realize everybody has strengths. Everybody has weaknesses. Some people are short. Some people are tall. 
you know, it, it, there's never going to be perfect equilibrium, right? I always joke now that I've got my uh, dojo back up and running that basically what the Trudeau administration and all these administrations are asking you to believe would be like our country is basically like a big dojo. And when you walk in, you can now identify as a black belt on your first day. You didn't have to do any push-ups. You didn't have to practice any techniques. You didn't have to go through the, uh, the, the dark, the dark training, uh, or the hard training to get to that point where you actually have knowledge and skill in the area to earn a black belt. You can just say you're a black belt and everybody has to pretend that you are, even though you've never done a single move in your entire life. And so everybody, when I hand out belts and stripes to the kids class, I should be giving the same belt to the entire class every time. I shouldn't fail any student on their exam. But you see how that, that is just one little leg in this idea of everybody's a winner all the time. You don't really have to work anymore. They don't even, they don't even fail the kid when they're in school anymore. Nobody fails anymore. And failure is, is key to success. It's a key ingredient to success. So that's what I say by the demasculinization, because there's masculine feminine principles in all of us, regardless of gender. The masculine principle, if you go back to the ancient way of looking at it, was simply just the active generative principle. Get up, go do it. If you don't know how to do it, don't just wait for someone to do it for you. Go figure out a way to do it and do it yourself. It's the idea of meritocracy where you're, everything you get is based on your merit, meaning you have to earn knowledge, earn skill, and then apply the knowledge and skill to produce value in your home, in your community, in your society. And then the rewards come because you've produced something of value. If you don't produce anything of value, it's because you're lacking the two preceding steps, which is to earn knowledge and earn skill. So by them training your kids, everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody's a winner. Everybody's the same. While still on the other side telling you diversity is our strength, which is a contradiction, and kids know that, right? But they don't talk about it. They're just like, that's kind of weird. What do you think happens? Well, you get these kinds of things coming out of our, uh, in our society where kids are confused about even who they are. And now it's a trend, and now it's popular. And it's just getting so horrific. But where did the attack start? It didn't start in 2020 or 2016 or whatever you think. It started a long time ago, decades ago. Go look up a guy, look up a guy named, uh, I think it's Willie Muxenberg. He was one of the communist agents brought into the US, United States. And he, he actually was one of the guys that created the idea for the media that you would instill in the American mind during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and onwards, you would instill in the American mind that the roots of the culture were racist, misogynistic, homophobic, slavery, the whole deal, and really create the guilt complex in the culture. If you can create the guilt complex, then you can build off of that, right? There's a whole story. We did this uh, show on Unslaved with a guy named Kent Clisby, and he wrote a book on this, and he, he specifically focused on Muxenberg and the history of that, and basically the origin of all the things the media is saying in America. And of course, that's happening here in Canada, too. This isn't just about America. This is about taking down all of the West. Right? So it's the long march. 
And I'm just trying to help you get those ingredients as to where it all originated before we all chew each other apart, trying to fight over who's responsible. Let's move on. Let's just, okay. The past is the past. It's a, it's a big mess. We're mostly a mess. Let's just clean it up and let's move forward and let's have men and women marching side by side to rescue our children, to rescue our countries, to rescue our civilization. To rescue even the freedom of speech required to have these very hard conversations that we need to have in order to get to what? In order to get to the truth. And only when we get to the truth, can we get to freedom? Can we get to some kind of sanity in our society again? So it's us adults that need to stop the pointing of the finger and just kind of move into let's study how did this happen? Oh, right. It was done by design. And then we humans fill it in ourselves. That's how they do it. They just do the sketch. That's how they design these plans. It's just, they give you the sketch and they sketch it off of the template of human psychology that they've got sitting on their desks. And they know we're going to fill in all the color and the details ourselves within the framework of the sketch that they created. So then they get to go off scot-free with their karmic law and say, see, we just proposed ideas. We just proposed a new way of thinking because we control all the loudspeakers and the press and the education system and the government and the banking system and pretty much everything. But we get off scot-free because all we did was just kind of put it out there and everybody else filled in the gap, right? So when you see it like that, it's less hopeless, actually, because it means that the potential exists for each of us to realize that this is what's gone on, to heal the divisions within ourselves and with our fellow man and woman in the world, and then the solution can happen where you forget these guys in the system they're making. We don't even have to bring it down. We just got to make something better. And that's what we're doing. Look what we're doing with alternative media. We're creating better content. We're having the real hard discussions on these platforms that people want to have and need to have. And yes, everybody's got their opinions and it's a little chaotic, but it's better than not having it and having everything censored and sanitized and everybody's feelings are put on the pedestal and we're not going to have these hard discussions. And I mean, who benefits from that? The people putting the agenda in place? They don't want us talking to each other. That's why they keep you divided. They want you triggered with every little thing instead of thinking clearly, logically, developing your own opinions, doing your own research, right? They don't want you thinking like that. But what have we done with this alternative media? We've created a better place for people to come to so that as they're waking up and they're realizing the media is full of crap, it's laced with propaganda, they're completely run by lunatics and there's alternatives. We just have to keep providing the alternatives. And what'll happen is now we're creating a new framework that humanity will fill in the coloring of instead of allowing these guys at the top, these sorcerers to be the ones creating the framework all the time because they're experts at this. So if you see weak men creating hard times, this is, I think of that as like mankind, okay? Men and women, if you as an individual have become weakened psychologically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, if you become weakened, that's not an insult to say that. 
because the term weakened implies that strength is at the other end of that spectrum, which means it's built on your choice. It means you can free yourself from that weakened state by strengthening yourself. It, it, there's hope to that. It's not an insult. It's just, we're all, I'm weak in certain ways. I'm strong in other ways. I'm sure everybody can identify with that, right? So if men and women have become weakened in our countries, and this is why we now have these kind of lunatics running the roost still, then we just have to become stronger. And not just strong. So we start by strengthening ourselves on the individual level, and then we heal the division. And I think one of the biggest division is between man and wife, men and women. We're the ones that create the new generation. Literally, it's the only way we can do it unless they're in test tubes. And so our responsibility is to ensure that that system, that natural system is not completely destroyed and replaced with transhumanism, which is what this really is all about. It's not about equality. It's not about genders. It's not about the war, the battle of the sexes. It's not about climate change. It's not about viruses. It's not about whether, you know, Putin's going to start World War III. That's all bullshit. This is about a battle for your mind. It's a battle for your mind. Most of the time, these top-level people putting out the propaganda on all of those issues, they don't even believe in it themselves. They're just hoping you bite down on it because all they did was dress it up with all of the things that they know trigger you or that they can pull you into, and then they weaponize it and you do the rest. So this is how we escape this, is that we start seeing it for what it is, and once you see it, you can't unsee it, and the, the, uh, the fog lifts, right? So there you go. Well, now we're going to go to something from the abolition of man, because I thought, well, what book would be good to go to on the subject of weak men creating hard times? Oh, and maybe before I read that, let me just add one more thing. Specifically to men, my fellow men, I see this all the time in my dojo and I'm already seeing it. And it's just, it's actually a wonderful thing that I notice, but it's, I just see it where us men have been conditioned to not be as strong as we are. In fact, strength is a threat, right? We're told, we're taught that now. This is the frequency of the matrix pumping into your brain. Strength is bad. Strength is bad. You got to weaken yourself down so that we can have the equality and you stop with your toxicity now. Okay. Because you're strong, you have a great responsibility, right? Great responsibility that comes with that strength that nature endowed you with. That is a unique thing. Don't squander it. Don't waste it. You have a particular frequency of energy. And that particular frequency of energy is what women are actually attracted to. And when you suppress that, you suppress the natural attraction between men and women. And now you're not, it's, be, but you, you're being told, and I get it. You're being told by all the cues from the media that you are to do that, that that's what women want, but it's not what they want. That's what the globalists want you to believe that they want. Becoming strong means not becoming a brute, not becoming another tyrant in your home and in your relationship. There's a certain, uh, there's a, there's a balance between that, right? This is the balance that I've 
tried to find with my wife being with her for 21 years now. Wow. 21 years. And the reason it works so well is because we both learn to respect the different gifts that we each bring and the talents that we each bring and the instincts that we each bring, especially when it comes to raising kids or starting business or whatever. Right. And I know now that my source of confidence and strength, I definitely have that signal as an individual, even if I was single and on my own, I would still have a flavor of that, of course, but I feel like I'm 10 times stronger when I'm around my wife. I really honestly do. I'm not blowing smoke. That's just how I feel because she makes me feel that way. And she's genuine when she does, this isn't fake. She doesn't set it up. It's just the, a natural thing that I feel. She empowers me and she's told me the same thing that she feels more secure when I'm around, right? And she feels stronger when I'm around. So we've, the reason our relationship was such a success is because we built that in and we had to learn it. It wasn't perfect. Trust me, we went through our hard times to achieve this. It was something to achieve. It was a state of living to achieve with somebody that I think you can only achieve when you have those intimate relationships with people. So again, to the men, all this sleeping around and running around because the signals are out there that women don't really care about men anymore. And men are kind of like, well, fine, then we're just going to go our own way and we'll just use you as sexual objects or whatever. Try to find a way to not be so embittered by what we've gone through on, on our side here with this, that you go in that direction. Instead, I think what would be better is to have the mindset that you want to be the improver of the situation, which is again, another unique quality that you possess as a male is that you want to improve it. You want to go and be proactive with it. You are going to be proactive with that principle by becoming proactive with yourself and not letting yourself go over the hill and not letting yourself become very unhealthy and unmotivated and not allowing yourself to just indulge in all of these soothing mechanisms that maybe ease anxiety, but to find something to apply yourself to that's going to bring out your best qualities. And once those best qualities start to come to the surface, I promise you, you're going to become, it's going to be a lot easier to uh, build that relationship back with the female world. Okay. I've just noticed it in my life. And I see it when these guys walk in the school where, you know, they maybe never done training before. A lot of these guys I bring in are a little bit, you know, they're in their forties or fifties and they're just looking to get in shape and find themselves. And it's in the beginning, everybody's a little like worried that on first day, I'm going to make them fight in front of the class or like they're going to get embarrassed or whatever. And I don't do that at my school. Um, Instead, I try to find a way to reach that individual person and pull out all the potential, right? And so that's just one thing. For me, the martial arts is a great where place to start. Like get into some jujitsu or some wrestling or some karate or something, um, or, you know, get into something. That's a good thing. Or find, find anything. Get in the garage and work with the tools or something. Get, a, get something that's going to tap into your masculinity that you need to use as a vehicle to bringing out your best self, your best side. And then you're going to notice that a lot of things ease inside of you because you're gaining the confidence and strength back that you've lost. Once you gain that confidence and strength back through, again, some kind of a vehicle, some, some practice that you're going to do to help do that, it's going to motivate you to make better life decisions, to 
be better with your diet, better with your sleep, better with your mood to find an outlet, a healthy outlet for aggression, which we all have aggression. We all have it. Um, find, find a way to outlet that in a healthy way and also start getting in touch with how you actually feel. Like be honest about that. Talk to people, talk to somebody, especially those of you out there who are feeling alone, feeling like there's no purpose or meaning in your life. You need to find a good community of other people like you, who you can share the load and you can talk and you can share and let all those things come out because this is where we can win the battle guys. This is where we can repair and, and women, I'll leave it up to you to figure out. I would say there's a lot of the same, uh, things I'm talking about that it could apply as well. I'm, but I'm not here. I'm not a woman. I don't really know. Maybe I should bring my wife on the show, but, um, I wanted to address the men for a minute to say, you don't have to be a weak man. And I'm not calling you weak. I'm just saying, let's say the weak man is like the archetype that our society has drifted towards. Okay. We need the return of strong men deep down. You are strong. You're built to be strong. Your body's built to be strong. Your mind is built to be strong, but things have happened to weaken you slowly over time. So reverse engineer it. Let's build it back up. Get back in the gym, get out in nature, get your hands on something, physically work with something, make it very physical, whatever this vehicle is going to be for you. And it has to test you. Test yourself. Don't sit there coaching from the sidelines all the time and just talking all the time. Get physical with something and find something that tests you and challenges you all the time. It has to be consistent. That's why I love the martial art world, because if you go to the right dojo, the right place of training, you're consistently challenged, but you're challenged just enough that you need, you're not overly challenged to the point where you're completely unmotivated. And when you have that, that modality of challenge to work through, you are now training new muscles. Yes, you're getting new physical muscles, but I know you're probably already good at that. What about the mental muscles? What about the spiritual muscles? You need somewhere to work that. This is how we replenish the lost strength in men. And it's simple things. It's daily things, but you need something. You need to work on that. And I'm trying to motivate you to do it because when I started to really do this, and even I thought I was for a while, but I realized I had let things go. I had not been focusing on that as much as I should have. And I started to find myself weakening. And I was wondering why I wasn't feeling as robust and excited and energetic and strong and motivated and epic, you know, that whatever it is, you know, like I, I, I was, I was losing that a little bit because I was getting stuck in all this insanity going on around us to the point where it started to disempower me. Like you, we need to have our eyes on the ball with what's happening, but it can also overwhelm you and it can disempower you to the point where now you're not going to do anything about it. And you might just be left there just listening to stuff and watching podcasts like, and then you're not actually doing anything about it. And I can say as a man, I feel so much more at rest internally. And I feel so much more fulfilled when I'm applying myself to a task that's challenging. But I also feel the same thing that everybody feels when they face a challenge. 
you get lazy. You, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go through that today. Oh, it's a little bit too hard. I'll ease up a little bit, you know, sit at home with the hog and does or whatever, or drink a six pack, you know, tonight it's a little easier, take a load off. Right. And I mean, of course there's time for that. I'm not telling you to become like a monk or something, but if, if you're going to go on this track of rebuilding yourself, make a plan, make a plan. What activity is it going to be? What, what expression is it going to be? What's lacking? What are you already strong with? What are you already good at? Start there. And then how can you address those other things? And I know this might seem a little simplistic, but I just feel like the solutions actually are pretty simple. And if we want to resurrect the strength again, it can't just be about who we're going to vote in next. It, it, it just can't be only that. I'm sorry. That's just not historically the way that we've changed society. What, the way we've changed society is that a few good men rose up against an absolutely insurmountable force of evil and won. That's how history moves. And if nobody's giving you any gratitude for the sacrifices of the past, like, you know, the wars, who gets sent to war as expendable units, right? The mining, the building, the building of bridges, the, the high-risk jobs, the getting out on the oil tankers and going into all these places and doing all this work and building everything. Like, someone got to give you props for that. And if you don't have a woman in your life that you're giving props to her for her strengths and her contributions, and she's not giving to you, resentment builds. And then that weakens both of you. And then here we are, right? It's just one layer after another. So it's actually, I think, pretty easy to reverse engineer this. So if no, but remember, as a, as a, this kind of brings in the concept of the outsider for a minute or the, or the warrior's path, right? Or the path of the fool, however you want to look at it, man or woman, doesn't matter. If you're going on this journey to tap into your potentials, make yourself stronger and actually be a force of change in the world. And of course you can't change the external world at all if you don't change your world, right? So start there. If you're going to go on that journey, you have to go at it with everything you've got. You've got to really want it. You got to see the benefit in it. You got to practice what it is to, to not have what you always have had or the comforts or, you know, get used to a little bit of healthy suffering, healthy suffering and healthy suffering is just like, think of the gym, you know, you're going in to, in order to enhance your cardio, your lung capacity to enhance your strength physically, stay in shape, right? you need to do a certain amount of suffering in order to achieve it. And it's funny how they're, they're painting that entire philosophy as, oh, it's all white colonialist racism to go to the gym and work out. Like, oh my God, how, how far we've fallen. Ignore that, okay? And, you know, just think of it like that. Your mental muscles work very much the same. Find a way to work them. That's what I'm trying to use this podcast for and you can find the best modality for you. But, what I'm trying to get at here is you've got to start out on that path and then you're going to find others along the way that are on the same journey. Maybe they're at different stages. Maybe they see things a little bit differently. That's okay. So you can now know that you're not alone in this, right? We're all going through this in one level or another. And that the only time that evil and tyranny and the dark side starts to creep up and take over the game is when the strong men are gone. The few good men are gone. 
few good women. They're, they're no longer around, right? So we can't resurrect them from the grave, okay? But we can learn from many of them because they did write things down, thank God. That's why I brought out the warrior tradition again and went, okay, what do the Spartans think? What do the samurai think? What do the, you know, the Sikh warriors in India think? What do the, you know, the Kung Fu masters think? Let's learn from all these warriors as to what are the keys to strengthening a society and protecting it and keeping it secure from the forces that come in to take it over and, and route out the good. Well, you got to first become good. And what is good? Is good just compassion and all that? Hey, those are great, but what's that saying? Every good man must also be a dangerous man. Why? Well, because evil exists. Criminals exist. People that are trying to cheat exist. People that are going to steal from you without even thinking twice about it exist. Predators exist. Welcome to planet Earth. So you'd better become dangerous. Dangerous to what? Dangerous to evil. Knowing that you're dangerous, knowing that you're capable, knowing that you have the power within you that you have, not just believing it, but knowing it for a fact because you fire tested it many times. That's going to lead to that confidence and strength again. That's going to make you walk taller, not cocky, not arrogant, not narcissistic. There's obviously a, the swing of the pendulum of extremes, right? But just strong and confident, know who you are. Your relationships are going to improve. Your confidence is going to improve. And from there, you're going to be someone that these guys don't want to mess with because you're not the low-hanging fruit anymore. You don't want to be the low-hanging fruit. You want to be among the few, the proud, the brave, the strong. But that's not something you just get to join. I'm sorry, you can't, if you can't, what's the old thing of the 300 Spartans? I'm sorry, if you can't lift the shield up to the shield line, you can't be on the front line. I'll find another task. Like that's, that's nature saying that to you. But you can, you can lift your shield this high. You just haven't been shown it yet. You've forgotten. You've been kicked into the corner. You've been yelled into the corner. Sit down, man. Patriarchy, evil, toxic masculinity. Well, and to the women that say, where's all the men? Where's all the men? Good question. What could you do to help with that? Let's not just keep pointing at the problem. How can we help each other here? Men need help right now. So do women. Yes, but I'm a man, so I'm speaking from that perspective. From what I see in the men that I look around at the world and I see. What's the highest suicide rate in our society right now? A massive, massive amount of suicide is men. Why? What's going wrong? When you see the suicide rates in our teens and our kids as well, young men, what can we do to help? Not who's the one to blame. I hope I'm not coming across blaming anybody. I am really not trying to. I can only speak from my side. But a strong woman makes a strong man and vice versa. And two strong parents can breed a strong generation of children that also have this beautiful quality that exists in humanity that is lost, but doesn't have to be lost forever, which is moral virtue, moral virtue and moral virtue can only exist in a person that has true 
self-knowledge, self-love, self-respect. And only when you have that true self-knowledge, self-love, and self-respect can you even have the capability to love and respect others and then share it and possess empathy, right? So this is the, what I'm describing here, hopefully I'm not butchering this right now, but what I'm trying to describe here is the recipe for success against these, the little men and the little women, the, the, the tyrants, these people that they are the ones that are ruling our lives who are not worthy of that position, who did not earn that position. They've only got there in our absence. Our kids are only being plundered and groomed and predated in our absence. You can't just point the finger at the evildoers. Their justice is coming one way or another. That's between them and God, okay? But what I look at this, I see the absence of the good. The good in men, the good in women. They've just found a way. How could we get the bad side of men and blow that up and then groom men to think that's the good way? And then how can we do the same with women and groom them to think that's the good way? so that we can create the environment of toxicity and chaos that we thrive in, the psychopaths of the world, and that would also be the best dynamic possible so that we could come in and totally take over and steal the land, wealth, and resources. And the number one precious resource is human ingenuity and human genius and human potential, human energy. It's the number, your productive energy is a currency in this universe, all right? That's the that's the expression. If you go to the premiums I've been doing on this idea of what the light is, what the God is, what, you know, all this stuff, that is, through your physical vessel, the expression of that light. That's what your productive energy is. It's the generative principle is. With the female, it's the regenerative. Both of us have special powers, right? We're both the strongest Avenger. Like we're different, but we have different, different things. We've got to work together, right? So how do you call that warrior spirit? I love how that guy was talking about that quote and he finished off. He's like, that's why I want to raise warriors. He was as a coach, he's speaking, right? And my, I'm going to, I'm going to use basketball or whatever sport it was as the perfect metaphor to breed warriors. What are warriors? Toxic men? No. Warriors have virtue as well. Warriors have knowledge. Warriors are intelligent and strong. And they're feared by evil men, by lesser men. Do you want to be feared in that way by those evil ones who would think twice before even daring to come in and kick the door open to your government and take over and start making you do stuff that you would never do in a million years if you had a choice, if you didn't have 100,000 guns pointed to your head? So it's a travesty. When I sit there and I see this Trudeau creature every day up there, what's he talking about now? He's going to go to the, the global summit and talk about climate change and equality and all the different sustainable development goals because he's a puppet on a string. Look at that as the example of what not to be. <laughs> this is what not to be. You can still learn from this lesson. Be the opposite of that. 
And not only will your relationships improve with women, but your relationship with yourself and with your creator, however you see that, is going to improve. And that's going to, all of that is going to empower you. It's going to resurrect you from the ashes that you've been kicked aside to. And here's the other thing. I was kind of getting off track. I was trying to talk about the outsider principle. The true warrior, the true free soul doesn't need anybody to tell them how great they are. Doesn't need any pats on the back. And you need it in the beginning, right? But when the training wheels come off and you've found a reservoir of knowledge and strength already built into you and you've connected to it, you could have the whole world turn against you and call you all kinds of names and kick you in the corner. But you're not going to be the one crying yourself to sleep. You're not going to be the one that's begging for attention. You're not going to be the one that um, has all this neediness of others. Not to say you wouldn't benefit from some of that, but just you're able, you're capable of becoming truly self-sufficient. And that's a, a far cry of difference from becoming some kind of selfish, narcissistic sociopath that everybody assumes I'm talking about, which is not what I'm talking about. It's, it's that... That's the, that's the place I fall back to that. I'm like, look, I've built myself to a point on my psychological, spiritual journey that I know for a fact what I'm capable of, even if all the chips are down, even if everybody's turning against me, or even if I end up being alone, I can still, I still have that. I can still go to that kingdom of heaven within anytime. And I, that's where I draw my power ultimately. And then it's just perks in life that I can draw more from my friends and my family and the people that support me. And this is what's going to give you courage to know you have a fallback. Like when I'm teaching my classes, I'm teaching people the first thing you need to be able to develop in order to be able to defend yourself or get in, we use the combat scenario as sort of our metaphor in the dojo is you need to have a plan that you are confident you can fall back on if your initial plan doesn't work. And that's all we're doing in the dojo. I'm showing you a bunch of plans, a bunch of concepts, a bunch of techniques. Here's some options that'll help you get out of this situation. But you're not going to just learn moves. You're going to learn concepts that you can lean on that you know, I just need to get to this position and I know I'm in that safe spot and I know that's where I can execute my moves now. That's when I come into the fight, right? So as that metaphor applies to what I'm talking about, you need to find, you need to create those fallback positions in your mind, not because you're planning to fall back and, and retreat from what you're coming up against, but it, it's what gives you layers. Like imagine a walled city with like multiple walls, layers of walls. So the enemy gets through one wall, they're coming up against another one, right? That's, that's how it works on this level. And of course, not to be confused with building up walls and not communicating with your fellow humans and just going to live in the woods by yourself. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm trying to explain this in a way that'll make sense where as to how I think about it, that my source of confidence comes from practicing being in bad positions and being, you know, having those dark nights of the soul. I'm good at it. I'm good at that suffering, that good suffering. And then now that I know that I've already proven to myself that many times, if something ever comes at me, I've, even though it might be hard to go through, I've got those fallback positions that give me the confidence to go through that challenge that's right in front of me. So that's all I'm trying to 
hopefully share with you that might help you in terms of just the winner's mindset, the warrior's mindset. Okay. And I'm going to be doing more uh, specifically on the warrior's mindset because I think there's a lot there that could, uh, could help us in this play. Now, let me stop talking. Let's get to some C.S. Lewis. I love this. C.S. Lewis, The Abolition of Man. Please get this book. He says, we make men without chests and expect from them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. <laughs> I could probably just end the podcast with that if I wanted, but I won't. But it's so good. Like we make men. He's speaking about in our society because look, C.S. Lewis, when was he alive? He was already seeing this in his day. And he was commenting on it in both the Chronicles of Narnia and also in his books, Screw Tape Letters, Abolition of Man. Get those on your bookshelf. We make men, us, our insane society makes men without chests, meaning the destruction of what it is to be a man, the pride that you have in what you are as a man, the thing that the media makes fun of you about, the thing that these radical feminists laugh at you and talk down to you and try to breed out of you and your children. The thing that is the threat to tyrannical governments all over the world that keeps them up at night, you know, because they're worried that an authentic, organic, empowered group of men and women will rise up and overthrow them because they know, they know how weak they are. That's why they need to use conspiracy as their modus operandi, because they're weak. That's all they can do. They're not capable of working in the light of day. They're not capable of creating anything of value themselves. They can only steal, copy, mimic, and repackage what real men and women have made. And then they can only bastardize that because they're always using it in a very twisted, manipulative way because manipulative ten tendencies is a sign of weakness. Those that manipulate and conspire and, and try to go in the shadows of darkness. Why do they do that? A real strong alpha man doesn't walk in the shadows of darkness. Okay. And if he does, he walks in there like he owns the bloody place. It's a way of, it's an attitude. It's a mindset. So if you want, that's why I say all the time, the guys running the top, all these globalists, all their, these Satanists, all these people. They're the weakest among you. They're trying to weaken you because they themselves are weak. They're experts at this. They're experts at weakness. They value weakness. That's why they're worship. They want you, the strong, to get on your knees and worship the weak. And I know this sounds so like, oh my God, you're being so like insulting to the. <laughs> yeah, I am. I've got no more time for this bullshit, guys. Because weakness is a choice. That's why. I'm not talking about somebody that's just genetically smaller and weaker or whatever you want to use. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about strength and merit and knowledge and truth. These are things that are earned through battle. The battle of your inner, the inner battle that you're going through. You have to earn those abilities. You have to earn the ability to be strong. This is what I'm doing right now. Why opening up this training center is trying to teach people just how strong they are. In fact, I'm going in there with the, the operation, operational, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the overall blueprint that everybody walking in that school is already a black belt. They just don't know it yet. 
and they need to do about, you know, six to 10 years, depending on every person of, uh, getting a rid of all, getting rid of all the things that are blocking them from understanding that you already have the, all the potential in you. You're already strong within, but you can't, the dark side is to go towards becoming resentful, becoming ungrateful, blaming other people for your problems, constantly externalizing everything, constantly projecting everything outwards. And then you turn yourself into a leaf that just gets blown in the wind. And you wonder why here we are living in a world full of tyranny. And it's because we've been persuaded and manipulated and guided into listening to the wrong worm tongue in our head. That's most likely planted there by the best propagandists that have ever been known to lead you away from your strength because they themselves are not strong, but you are, you just don't know it yet. When you know it, you're going to be brought into the realm of the moral precipice of when you, especially as a man. Now, if you discover your strength, you must also discover with it, the morality and the virtue that goes with it, because that's where the responsibility comes in. So if I were to only teach a man his strength and not bring in the other side of it, then maybe he was physically strong on the outside, but inside he was weak. So he's now going to have an overcompensation dynamic going on, a little complex going on where he has this need to show off everywhere where, how strong he is. Look how strong I am. Look how strong I am. That's toxic masculinity. It's toxic to you. It's just toxic to you. You're being toxic to yourself because the truly strong man doesn't need to show it. Just is. Unapologetically, just what you are. The constant need to show. That's the, that's the, there's a maturity phase that's there, right? So when you got this amazing statement, this one statement, we make men without chess and expect them virtue and enterprise. We expect men in a culture that's training them to not be men, to still go out and earn the money and still go out and create society and build all the bridges and fight all the wars, defend the gates and do all the activities of men. Yet the minute they have a moment of pride, a moment of, oh my God, I am a man. I have achieved something. Everybody's got their fingers in there. You're going to owe me my little piece of the pie and my little piece of the pie. And the government's going to come in and fleece you 70% of your income and give it to other countries and all these handouts to people that aren't being shown meritocracy and how to go out and what we're trying to create here. And then you, you're the one that did. And so I can see where there's no, there's no incentive anymore, but that was done by design. Ignore that shit and do it anyways. Make the best, get that chest out there and make the best things you can, whether someone's paying you to do it or not do it for the sake of doing it. Another great statement that I heard growing up I'm trying to remember who it was. Maybe it was my grand, my, one of my uncles or something might've even been my dad. I can't remember, but it stuck with me. It was this idea that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. You heard of this? The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Now we all kind of cut corners on things. I do too, but my standard of value, my, what I try to aspire to. Okay. I'm not perfect at any of this, by the way, I'm not trying to preach at you guys. This is what I'm aspiring to is I aspire 
to look at my activity, anything I'm going to engage myself in, my mind and my body and my soul in, it must be done to the standard that I expect, the standard that I want. And that can only happen if I have any pride in what I'm doing. And I can only have pride in anything that I'm doing if I have pride in myself and my ability to do that thing. So create a standard of value to yourself and hold yourself to it and get some buddies around you, get a wolf pack around you that are going to help you. Because in the beginning, we all need someone to help us stay accountable to ourselves. But your goal is to get rid of those training wheels also and eventually be able to guide your own standard in your own life, even if everybody else walked away from you. That is the... That's the alpha state. All right. And it's a choice and it's something you can earn. So the way the, the way you do, like for me, I'll give, I can give my example, the way I do my podcast, the way I do my documentary series or my videos or my editing, I, I put a certain standard in it that I'm constantly trying to just slightly raise the bar on not just to attract more people to my work, not just to get more people watching the podcast. That kind of happens as a byproduct. If you put out quality work, more people want to see what you're doing. More people will help you with it, right? But it's not about that. It really, really isn't. If I'm being honest, it's about, I want to be proud of what I do. I want to be proud of the work that I produce because then that's my stand. That's my way of comparing and knowing where I'm at so that I can make adjustments. So it becomes less about big achievements and how much money you make and uh, how many awards you get and how much recognition you get or how many likes you get or how many subscribers you have. Screw all that shit. It's about what's your standard of value and what standard are you holding yourself to? And are you doing everything on that standard from washing dishes to vacuuming the bedroom to making podcasts to teaching a kid's class? I'm just using myself, you know, fill in the gaps with whatever you're doing. Even the job you hate, like do good work. Don't be resentful. Don't be envious of other people around you that got promoted when they shouldn't get promoted. I see so many conversations and energy just wasted on that shit. And I'm just sitting back going the secret of any success in your life. And the biggest project you should be successful at is creating and, and actualizing your own potential Okay. In everything that you do, everything is now a vehicle for you to practice this practice being a strong man and a strong woman, practice it, get good at it, make mistakes, make as many mistakes as you can fall and look ridiculous as much as you can, because inside you're laughing. Even if someone's going to go, oh, that was kind of crap. Fine. Great. Take notes, move on, perfect it as you go. You're laughing inside because you know where you're going. You know where the destination is. That if you're doing nothing to enhance what you're doing and make yourself better and stronger and to find that potential, if you're doing nothing, you're not going to go anywhere. And you'll constantly be the person shouting from the sidelines, the know-it-all, the guy that's overcompensating, trying to pretend and be fake. You don't want to be that guy. That's who this guy is. Don't be like this guy. I'm pointing to the shirt. Okay. Not me. Um, you want to be, what heroes do you have? What heroes in your life? Is it your grandfather, your father? Even if it's, even if it's, I don't know, something from myth and legend or a movie, I don't care. Is there something that you, you look at a quality and you go, man, I like that. Do you know why you like that quality that you see in other people? Because it's a quality that you have. And you know why 
you always look up to them and never achieve it is because you're looking up to them. Look up to them only as a signal to go, oh, that's the potential that I could reach in that area. That's a great, that guy is a carpenter, man. He's been doing carpentry his whole life. He's the best carpenter I've ever seen. I wish I could do carpentry like that. Wish I had that skill, that generational skill that's being lost. Everything's manufactured in China now, right? Like nobody builds tables and shit anymore. Um, or archery or painting or editing or whatever you want to do. Even if it's just at the gym and you see that guy that's just in shape, he's there every day. He's not there for attention. He's just doing his workout, getting a little better every time. Don't idolize people. They're just people on different stages of the journey. Get in there and go, how could I, how could I do that and greater? How could I, how could I top that? That healthy competition is important. It's important. It's not about running over the other guy. It's about running over your former self. Upgrading. That's how you generate strength. It's the little things that make it. So how you do the little things is how you do the big things. That's the final summation of that. However we do the little things is how we do the big things. So wash those dishes and make them perfect. Make them shine. Your wife's going to love you, by the way. She can be real attractive to you for it, just so you know. Uh, and then with your kids, you're the best dad ever with your kids. And that doesn't mean just giving them everything they want. It's about teaching them lessons and challenging them. That's the father's role. Challenge that kid, right? And then in every and find an activity that you can, again, practice with. That's what you're going to get out of that loser mentality because the only losers that exist are the people who are self-made losers. They're self-made. Winners are self-made and losers are self-made. That's just the, that's the reality. So all this equality crap, your job as a male in this society is to laugh at that, ridicule it, get it out of your kids' minds and educate them about, no, 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 I'm going to show you how to have real self-respect, how to have real strength. And the only comes when you challenge yourself and you have good examples to look up to. And I'll be one of those examples for you. That's what you're telling your kids. That's what you're telling your grandkids. And if you don't have kids, that's what you're telling all the kids that walk past you in the grocery store, just with your energy. Kids can read energy before they read your words. They don't understand your words, but they damn well know your energy. I trust me. I see this and feel this every time I'm in my dojo when I've got 40 kids on the mat. They're watching me like a hawk, right? So watch how you are in front of kids. So C.S. Lewis, we make men without chests. We expect them virtue and enterprise. We expect them to go and do all that work. And then we laugh at honor. Look at this world. Look what they're doing. Laughing at honor. Remember honor? Remember that was? Where you could trust and respect your fellow man to the point where there was honor between us. Honor meaning I have the self-respect, self-knowledge, and skill acquisition to keep my end of the bargain. And I'm trusting that you do as well. And so we are going to make an agreement and we are going to trade skills or trade products or trade energy or trade knowledge as that's how you create equal, real equality. That's like soul level equality. That's none of, none of these, none of these progressive Marxists are going to ever talk about that. 
They're just trying to bring the world down to their level, the little micro level that they are. And they have the ability to, to rise up out of that nonsense and become the full magnitude of what it is to be a fully realized, actualized human being. So don't be afraid and shy to call them out for it. That's another quality of a man is just blunt honesty, fearless honesty, not with the intent of hurting. You don't have the intent to go and hurt, to break people down and all that, but with the intent of just saying the truth as it is the factual truth. So as much as we all go, I'm sick of Trudeau and the administration. I'm sick of sleepy Joe Biden. I'm slick of all these guys. They're not real men. They're just a real man. Show us who the real men are. Be so much more a real man that these guys, their voice gets drowned out because everybody now wants to pay attention to what you're doing. They're sick of listening to that crap. You know? <laughs> we laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. Yeah. In a, he continues, in a sort of ghastly simplicity, we remove the organ and demand the function of the organ. We make men without chess, expect them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst, and we castrate and bid the geldings be fruitful. Funny, he was talking about a psychic, a sort of like a, a castration spiritually or psychically, and now we're at the point where they're doing it for real, eh? It's the absence of strong men that has produced this. For every one pupil who needs to be guarded against a weak excess of sensibility, there are three who need to be awakened from the slumber of cold vulgarity. They're teaching your children cold vulgarity because they know not because they're trying to make equality, not because they're trying to give a certain group more rights, not because they're trying to whatever it's because they know it weakens them vulgarity cold vulgarity weakens you that's the, the only reason that's being promoted right now there is no other reason the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles but to irrigate deserts the right defense against false sentiments is to inculcate just sentiments it's very simple, guys, is what I'm trying to say. Hopefully it came through, is that the best defense against this kind of tyranny and this destruction of our minds and our children's minds is to reverse engineer the false sentiments that they are being installed with and to instead inculcate just, correct, and truthful sentiments into their minds. Children want that. Children want that. Do you know they're starving for it? When I see these kids, I've just been teaching a couple a week now or almost two weeks, since it's been a while and already I see the look in their face when they walk in and they're like these meek little lambs, right? And then you got those rhymbunctious kids running up the walls and you show them something. You show them the power they have. You show them, look, this, look what I can do. And guess what? You can do it. Let's practice. I'll show you how to do it. I'll give you a plan of action. I'll show you the right way. And, and, and then when I go and I correct their technique because it isn't working and they can't understand it, I don't knock them down and go, oh, you're just crap at this. Maybe you shouldn't do this. I go over and I make a plan with them. I go, okay, here's the reason why that didn't work. 
And you know that they like that almost even better than when I'm coming up and constantly high-fiving them because kids want honesty. They're looking for honest feedback and they're just getting a bunch of fake, oh, you're always amazing, Johnny. You're always a winner. You're doing so well. It's always like hyper, like too much encouragement to the point where that kid grows up with a false sense of security. The world and nature just smacks him across the face. And then guess what? What does he do? He turns against the good. He turns against the truth. He turns against the just sentiments because they hurt him because he was lied to. So you want to have a balance of proper encouragement that every human being needs when they're doing something new, especially when you're a kid, you need a lot more stabilizers, right? But not too much where you can't even give them critical feedback. There's adults. I can't even give critical feedback. Sometimes it's just because there's just so we're so programmed that everything's about feelings and nothing's about the truth anymore. Well, you're not going to get any black belts thinking like that, right? My job is to turn you into a warrior. So that's what we're going to be doing. Hopefully you're into it. <laughs> the task of the modern educator. Oh, we did that by starving the sensibility of our pupils. We only make them easier prey on the propagandist when he comes <laughs> like so obvious by starving the sensibility of our pupils. We're only just making them easy prey for these predators guys. For famished nature will be avenged. And a hard heart is no infallible protection against a soft head. I just love it. Yeah, man, he's got, oh, here we go. An open mind in questions that are not ultimate is useful, but an open mind about the ultimate foundations, either of theoretical or practical reason is idiocy. idiocy. If a man's mind is open on these things, let his mouth at least be shut. He can say nothing to the purpose. Outside the Tao, there are there is no ground for criticizing either the Tao or anything else. So he's just talking again about, you know, you can have an open mind, and that's a beautiful quality. I encourage that on this show. Have an open mind. But what's the old statement? Your mind can get so open that your brain falls out. So watch out for that. Again, it's all about balance. And when he's talking about the Tao, which is interesting, he uses that term. He's talking about natural law or the traditional morality, the first principles, which in the ancient kanji, that's what the Tao is talking about. Yeah, you cannot go on explaining away forever. This is key. You will find that you have explained explanation itself away. You cannot go on seeing through things forever. The whole point of seeing through something is to see something through it. <laughs> That's a killer one right there. You cannot go on explaining away forever. I look at this as like the explaining of why you didn't succeed. You always get these explanations. Or you always get the big laundry list of reasons why someone is, it's like they're, they're, there's a feeling of inadequacy or, or lack of confidence going on. So there's an over explanation as to all the reasons why you didn't quite perform or why you didn't quite get where you wanted to get to. But that is very much uh, a point that you can strengthen in yourself is don't explain anything that you don't need to just ask yourself, do I really need to overly explain this? Like, isn't it, you know, you don't need to, you can't go on explaining it all away. Eventually reality comes in and you have to take action and you have to be honest with yourself. 
just be honest. I'm not there yet. I got lots of work to do. Let's get to it. And get, you explain it to the point where explanation itself gets explained away. And you can't go seeing through things forever. The whole point is to see something through it. So that's another thing. Like, don't just throw empty critiques all the time. If you're going to throw a critique, make a rule for yourself right now. If you're going to criticize anybody, if you're going to get in the comments, if you're going to do anything like that, do it with an example of how you did it better. So if you're going to critique, that's fair. But did you earn it? This isn't for anybody else to judge. This is just for your own inner dialogue. It's just some advice. I try to take this advice myself. I'm not perfect at it either. But that's the goal. That's what you're aspiring to. That's the real principle. The, the real masculine principle is I don't need to explain shit. And I also, if I'm going to have a critique, I'm also going to have a solution to go with it. Or I'm going to have an example of where I've done it better. If I'm going to come down and say, oh, let me come in as if I'm some wise master and critique all the things you're doing over there. Okay, no problem. Pull up a chair, critique away. What have you done lately? What was that? Nothing? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll save my critiques and my, um, my reaction to those critiques from people that I can respect to critique what I'm doing, right? Like that's a, this is a way of also defending yourself from people that like to just come in and play black belt with you. Like they're the expert all of a sudden, right? This is how you talk to these. This is what the government does to you every day. This is what CBC News does to us every day. They give critiques to the Canadians. You're not being a good Canadian because you're not supporting the latest climate change agenda. And you're not dressing your boys up like girls. So you're just not being a good Canadian. We're like, oh yeah, CBC News. Yeah. How, would you even survive in a real free market? Oh no, you need billions of dollars of government subsidies to even exist? Oh, okay. <laughs> <I'm>, <clears throat> when you speak up, just don't mind if I just walk out of the room laughing and never look back, okay? Because you didn't done anything to earn the position in society to be critiquing or fact-checking anyone, okay? So just... Off you go then. Ha have some, have the self-respect to do that and do it to all those little trolls in the chats on your Facebook. Just don't take shit from anybody because who are they? Right? That's the mindset. We've become so soft that we don't even defend ourselves to, for any of this. But I just love how C.S. Lewis is coming out. He's telling you how to be a real, a real hero here. Yeah. You want to see something through it. So don't just look through it. What's the point to see something on the other side of the thing you're looking through because you're trying to find a solution to it. No justification of virtue will enable a man to be virtuous. <laughs> Do you hear that? Justin? You're talking about virtue, got all this virtue signaling going on. We know it's fake. We can smell it a mile away. That's why you're so reviled in this country, justifiably. 
because you keep talking about virtue, but all you're giving people is justifications for virtue and it's empty and it's fake and we see it and we can see that there is zero virtue in people like you. And I'm just picking on Trudeau, but guys, fill in the blanks. There's nothing but this out there, eh? Without the aid of trained emotions, the intellect is powerless against the animal organism. So nothing wrong with emotions. There's actually, they're like different chords on the inner piano that you got going on, right? They're part of who you are. There's something very powerful about your emotions. Our emotions are incredibly powerful, but they're so powerful that they can drown out your, in, your intellect and your reason and your logic to the point where now we live in the world that we live in. We're, it's not just about anti-male or toxic masculinity. It's toxic logic that they don't want. They don't want logic. They don't want virtue because they themselves don't have it. They don't want logic because they themselves don't have it. And it's that would be used as a weapon against a bunch of people pretending to be something they aren't taking over the thrones of power and influence. So train your emotions. Don't get rid of them. Don't rinse them out and become a sociopath. Train them. You need training. Humans need training. We do. We do. Your children need training. Just like your bonsai tree needs some clipping and your garden needs a little tripping and tripping and you need some water and some sunlight. You need to train your emotions so that they're in the right place. Otherwise, the intellect is powerless against that sort of more primitive part of yourself. He said, I had sooner played cards against a man who was quite skeptical about ethics, but bred to believe that a gentleman does not cheat than against an irreproachable moral philosopher who had been brought up amongst sharp shapers or sharpers. I guess that's like an old, an old name they used to call these kind of people like a chiseler or something. I don't know. But I think what he's talking about is like, he's just giving you, he's giving you the example of the people who have this air of, irreproachable moral philosophy who are they are the higher ones they are the astute ones they're just self-inflated egos there's nothing else they're just fake you know he's saying i'd have an advantage against one of those kind of guys so anyways you can go on through this book it's so good i think it's very relevant and then i have one more quote here before i want to go through a few more tweets of some current events um where this comes from the book the open conspiracy by hg wells just for those that might be new to this, did you know that H.G. Wells wrote an entire book on how to create the new world order based off of communism? And he actually called it the open conspiracy and he praised it. <laughs> did you know that? I'm going to read this and I'll explain it. These changes have not come upon our world from without. No meteorite from outer space has struck our planet there have been no overwhelming outbreaks of volcanic violence or strange epidemic diseases. The sun has not flared up to excessive heat or suddenly shrunken to pledge us into the Arctic winter. The changes have come through men themselves. Now, before you think and you're getting this little bit of wisdom from H.G. Wells here, don't forget that he was a card king, Fabian socialist, and he was very much in the know. He was part of the roundtables. Um, and he was one of the commissioned writers on behalf of these people we're dealing with today. And um, he sat at the table to a certain degree. And so I find this statement really interesting if we were to take it uh, a little more esoterically, where 
funny how he's saying, and, and just so you know, the mindset that he sort of puts through the book is very, very similar to the mindset of these globalists and the, the sort of what we call the far left, which is left, right. is just an illusion. This is just, these people have their own agenda. Um, and so he's bringing up all these changes that he's saying, these changes have not come to our world from without. It's not because of a meteorite strike in the planet. There's been no overwhelming outbreaks of volcanic violence or strange epidemic diseases. Of course, there have been, right? The sun hasn't flared up. He's going to get into climate change here a little bit. The changes have come through men themselves. I take this as a hint. I don't know if this is how he meant it, but the way I'm reading it based on how I see this is that he's telling you none of those things, the external threats, are really what any of this is about. It's about changing men themselves. The change has to be on men itself. He's giving the blueprint to the, to the new intellectual hierarchy to say, this is what we got to do. The change, we can't expect the change in humanity that we want to turn them into this new transhumanist project of what we call perfect, perfect humans, humans 2.0. We can't achieve that agenda waiting for cataclysms and things to happen in the external world. This change that we need to make in order to create the new man must come from internally, from internal mechanisms in the men. So the reason I read that is to kind of look at it where you read these statements and you go, okay, this is the type of thinking that was how they built the blueprint, how they wrote the playbook of how they're going to operate. They're looking to influence your psychology because they know that if you do have a sharp reason, you could eventually get to a point where you kick them off their high horses, right? So they don't want that. And the kind of equality that they're asking for is an equally dumbed down and overly drugged new pet. That's, that's the equality that they're really advocating for. But in order to do that, we could use external threats to influence the change that needs to happen in the world to achieve our enterprise but ultimately we realize that stuff really is meaningless because humans can bounce back from it but the threat of it nah that's the ingredient that we could use i'm not saying he's saying it in that statement i'm saying abstracted from it when you put it all together is uh the, the idea of how the strategy is that everything they're talking about is psychological. Everything is about you changing you. This is why Klaus Schwab is saying stuff like this. This is why they're all saying it. This is about changing you. We're changing you. It's the new normal. Um, and why not use external threats as a way to produce the reactions to those threats, whether they're real or not, doesn't matter. We just want to get the reaction because the ultimate change is to try to change you into something else. Then, and why would they want to change something that was already in natural harmony? And who are they to take up that project? This is how we are as human beings. Who, who are they to change us? Who are we to think we can do it better than God or nature did it? Well, that's what, that's the true superiority complex there, right? So just thought that might be relevant. Um, okay, well, let's just finish off with a few things that I've been following here. Um, let me just go down. Okay. Is this a good place to start? Yeah, I think it's a good place to start. So the UN had this interesting tweet yesterday. 
that I just thought would be good to try and talk about where they're saying hate speech can take many different forms, but no matter what it looks like, hate speech has real consequences. Learn how you can take action and say no to hate. <laughs> this word hate that they just use all the time. What do you, what? It, <laughs> okay. Can we get a definition of it? Because what do you mean here? Hate speech can take different forms. Like what, first of all, what is hate speech and who gets to decide what hate speech is and what it isn't? Because isn't that subjective? Hate speech, like, and, and there's also a lot of contradictions here because the people running the United Nations, they have certain levels of hate for certain things. Even hating hate speech is hatred, isn't it? So are we getting rid of that hatred also? And hate speech, like, is that just, well, obviously we know that this is the, the buzzword that they use so that they can take out your ability to speak freely because they know that once this starts to come out more and more into the public, you're going to speak against them. And this is how the beta mind defends itself is by labeling anything that could possibly threaten their agenda as being full of hate or it's bigotry or like what Trudeau did to all the Canadians when we were just literally fighting his insanity and the fact that they were changing all the laws and totally, you know, being a bunch of dicks, right? Well, they're all hatred and they're all misogynist. Well, that's what they do. They just slander you because what that does in the public mind, and they know how this works, is if they can convince everybody that that's really who you are by challenging these known liars and criminals on all their bullshit, they can just say you're hateful and you're racist. Then all that does is it just shuts off the brains of all the people that may have actually heard what you might have had to say. You and your mandate freedom, like how dare you, right? So hateful. So if they're saying hate speech, hate speech when I was on Facebook was me pointing out obvious things that I was getting from other experts on obvious things that were lies that they were fact checking that have now been proven to be true. Yet I was banned under abusive speech or hate speech or whatever. Or here I am on my show talking about something at certain points. That's pretty controversial, right? Like talking about the battle of the sexes, trust me, there's a, it's always an interesting conversation to have live on air. Uh, and somebody might get offended by one thing you said, and maybe it didn't even come out the way you wanted. And then now they're setting up an apparatus where now they can report you. They can shut you down. And in Canada, it gets to a point where they can start freezing your bank accounts. Like, look what they did to so many people under that hate speech. So, and then what about parents that are fighting for the minds of their kids from their educators at school that are trying to indoctrinate them into hi nine ten year old boy we know you deep down want to be a girl don't tell mommy and daddy but here's some puberty blockers and here's a doctor's phone number that you can go and they'll carve you right up and turn you into whatever you want like so then the parents go whoa we don't want that that's 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 not healthy that kid doesn't even is not even old enough to vote, to drink, to drive, to do anything. Why is he old enough to uh, decide life permanent changes to himself? That's a problem. And then like, hate speech. Oh, you mean the truth? 
when the truth becomes hate speech, we need the strong men to return. Okay. Let me just put it like that. We better get the strong men back. So the UN can fag off. Um, what, what else was it? Oh yeah. I heard all the chart. Is it true? The charges for Alec Baldwin dropped. That's kind of funny. They, they protect their own. Eh? Ooh, this is a good one. I knew I had to bring up Marcus Aurelius somewhere today in this chat. I love this. So simple. The best revenge is not to be like your enemy. Because we always want to, I mean, think about it. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I, I've wanted a bit of revenge or a bit of, uh, I don't, maybe it's not revenge. It's just more like, I mean, haven't you, especially those of you who took all the slings and arrows for not getting the jab and you were the pariah of society for years and the, the Toronto Death Star was telling us that they were hoping for all the unvaccinated to just die away and we don't care about them anymore. And here we are vindicated, the rolling back. Did you hear there? Sorry, I'm segueing here, but they're rolling back all the vaccines. You hear this? The FDA is dropping the emergency use authorization or the approval for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that they just told the whole world without blinking that it was totally safe and effective for pregnant women and children to be taking. And yet now we got all this stuff and coming through and all the side effects that we're still yet to see more of no doubt. And, uh, you know, so you're sitting there going, wow, how vindicated am I for knowing that this was bullshit? Even if you woke up later, it doesn't matter here you are. Right. And inside you want some vindication. You want to get a little bit of revenge, right? But the higher path, don't become what you hate in the process. The best revenge is not to become like your enemy because deep down what these people are trying to do, these Luciferian Setians in Hollywood and in our culture and in our government and these people, they want you to become like them. That's why they're coming out into the light right now. That's why they're trying to get society to accept them because they're sick of hiding. So that's why they're recruiting the kids. That's why they're doing this is because they're just, they don't care anymore. All right. Maybe they're being forced out. Who knows? But we can't become them in the process. We can't take on the tactics of these manipulators and these people with beta complexes and the people who are of their own choices in life, you know, completely going against their inner humanity. We don't want to lose our humanity in the process of trying to save humanity, right? I think there's a lot of wisdom to that. So I really like that one. That's the best revenge. Also, another good quote, success is the best revenge. That's the one I like. All the people that told you you're never going to be anything or talked down to you or doubted you or questioned or challenged you on the things that you were just genuinely wanting to seek out in your life and achieve. Don't spend time wasting energy on those people. The best revenge is to just go be successful. They're going to hate you for it. And it's brilliant. That's up to them to deal with that. That's their own inner envy. They're in the cult of envy because they don't know how to rise up themselves. So they see someone trying to rise up and they don't like it. So don't waste any time on them. Just go be successful. Go be your best self. All right. Now I'm going to play this. Uh, this is brilliant. I think this was from maybe last year. I can't remember. I just love how this dad 
is just taking out these liberals that come to his front door. Okay. And I love just how he's just brutally honest with them. And we need more of that in this world because, uh, the truth is valuable, even if it comes with a right hook behind it. You know what I mean? Here you go. Listen to this. And they're threatened to not have their job anymore if they don't take these vaccines. And I'm pissed off and I've had enough with the liberal government. And I hope a lot of people display the same passion that I have. And as you can see, I have a PPC sign on my lung. So I have no idea why you even came to my house. You should have saw that I already had a yeah, sign there. Yeah. Do you know what the PPC stands for? Uh, they stand for my right mm -hmm. and Canadian citizens. They put Canadian citizens first, not refugees, not other people that come into this country for free, but me, my son, my wife, right? They want the liberals, including Sorbara, wants to put masks on my son. He's starting junior kindergarten. Do you think that's right? Like you're wearing a mask and he's wearing a mask right now. I think it's idiotic. I think you guys are, look like two idiots. Do you understand? You're, you're six feet apart, you're outdoors. There's no need to wear a mask. Masks don't work, the vaccines don't work. The vaccines, it's already proven that they don't work. Because if you have a vaccine, you can still transmit the virus. You understand? So these masks that you're wearing outside don't work. They don't work. It's actually child abuse if they wanna put masks on children. Do you agree? Do you think that children like my son's age, eight hours a day should be wearing a mask in school? Well, sir, we appreciate your no, no, but do you understand what I'm saying? No, you don't understand my concern. You don't understand my concern. You don't understand my concern because your platform supports everything that I'm against, which is common sense. Oh, fuck you. Get off my property. I didn't even call you here. Who invited you to come here? Didn't you see the sign in the front? Sir. No, get off my fucking property. Get off my fucking property. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. What you're doing and your liberal party and your platform is wrong. I love it. He's just letting it go then. I mean, why were they still standing on the porch arguing with him? Like, just walk away. She's like, hey, this is in our this is in our demographic, this guy. I just love how he took it right, took it right to him. Told him the truth. Well done, sir. There is some strong men for you. You know, tell you the opinion straight up, like it or not. Yeah, there's going to be some F-bombs in there. But hey, to me, that's kind of like adding exclamation marks to certain things at certain times. So um, well done. And that's what we need. Have a voice. Stand up for your kids. Stand up for your future. Stand up in front of... These people have gained a false sense of confidence. Like they run this show. They run this country. They run all the things because they own the media. They've got this sniveling media behind them that doesn't give two shits about you if you live in Canada. And to be the same if you listen from another country, your media is bought by the same George Soros-funded clowns, all right? So it's the same thing. They don't care about you. They're not there for you. And it's time we just start speaking openly and even more confidently than they are. We're the, They're the minority now. These people pushing this, guys, mark my words, they are the minority pretending to be the majority because they got Lady Gaga and a bunch of celebrities to sign on to it, or they got Greta Thunberg, or they got, they got the illusion of being the dominant uh, culture here, but they're not. These are the people trying to hijack your culture and take it away from you, take your freedom and your country and your wealth, creating all these new tax... Look, look at this guy in Canada, this uh, environmental minister, creating new tax scams for the government, doing his job to pay his masters. They're all puppets on a string... And 
yet the look what this one guy can do standing there getting blasted by a couple of liberal liberal campaigners is he's just like no and he's overspoke them and he's like telling them straight up that's what we got to do you don't you don't seek the fight you don't go out there looking for the argument you don't go out there looking for the fight but i'm telling you man someone gets up in your grill and they initiate the fight finish the fight finish it put an end to it stop it i'm not encouraging you to i'm just saying you are in a position where you are not seeking that but they are don't back down don't back down don't back down in your mind don't feel like you're the small minority you're not they are they're compensating for the fact that they are that's why they're so loud about it see the loudest ones in the room are usually the weakest ones in the room the strongest ones in the room are usually the ones sitting in the back corner of the room just observing things taking notes and figuring out whether or not they even want to be at this party and they're definitely the ones that stand up when someone gets up in, in their face because you're standing up for yourself at that point and that's the backbone that we need in both men and women. And we need to teach that to our children. Again, not to seek conflict, but to resolve and finish conflict. And that takes confidence. It takes self-assertiveness. It takes eye contact. It takes maybe putting your chest out a little bit. Otherwise, we're just going to get blown over and run over and erased from history. So let's bring the strong back. It's already here. It's just dormant. It's waiting and it's waiting inside of all of us and find your cause, find your wolf pack, find your, you know, your purpose, your reason, and definitely try to connect to that inner strength. Read some CS Lewis, read some Marcus Aurelius, read some, uh, you know, great thinkers that have come before read the warrior tradition, get some Bruce Lee books in your house, you know, get some strength going. And uh, it, it's going to fortify your mind for the time we're in and the time that I think is coming next, which is that I think that they are going to have no choice but to drive this agenda to next level insanity, to just keep everybody confused, to piss everybody off, to keep the division going because they don't have any ammo left. That's all they can do. Because people are rising up all over the world against this nonsense. There's moms going into the school boards and just taking it over and be like, hey, you guys, get out of here. Don't mess with mama bears. And we need more mama bears out there to fight against this toxic agenda to transform your kids into a bunch of clown robots, which is an insult to nature, an insult to them, an insult to God, and it's an insult to everything good. So be a better, we got to be better examples. You know, what can you do in your community? Maybe there's programs that you, maybe you, you have a skill as a coach in a certain area, coach some football, coach some wrestling, coach some soccer on the weekends. I got a couple of friends of mine that go out and they coach that just, just to get in there. And I think just to have that extra influence of, of strong people helping the kids in your community to see all they need to do is see an example of strength. It's not complicated. True strength and moral virtue and courage and all the great virtues, they just need to see examples of it. And that child will naturally gravitate towards it. You'll see. The problem is there's just been a deficit of it. And that's why this virus of all this insanity is still flying around. And it can be neutralized immediately with the presence of strong men.
that strong women. So let's do it guys. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening to my rants today. Uh, felt especially passionate about this. Um, I hope it came across in the right way. We need that unity again. We need to end the division. We need to strengthen ourselves. And for God's sake, we got to save these children because they're the future. That's where they're this, this dark agenda, how they put all their chips into that basket. So we have to also, and because they're our children and not theirs, we can win. We can win and we will win because the truth is going to win in the end and uh, you can count on it. So go get yourself a Justin Castro shirt, support my buddies at Rise Attire, go pick up one of these brilliant Cult of the Medics works of art sweaters that they made. Uh, put all the links below. Go check up uh, on my series at cultofmedics.com. Be sure to catch us every Wednesday on Badlands on Rumble at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for Earth Chronicles. We've had some real killer shows over there. It's going really well. Platform's blowing up. Um, what are the other things? I think that's all the things. And other than that, guys, I'll still be here on my Friday schedule. It may come to a point where, because my dojo is getting pretty packed, I may have to start adding some Friday night classes eventually, um, which just means I might just back up the time that I do this live on Fridays, but no official announcements yet. I'm just kind of giving you a heads up. But if you ever miss the live show, the archives are always available on my main platforms, Rockfin Rumble. I'm also, if you like to just listen, go follow me on Spotify and also on iTunes. You can just listen straight through on there. And um, also be sure if you want some of that more advanced content, getting into some of these deep subjects, Go check us out at unslave.com. We've been putting out some great content over there and all of your support is much appreciated because without you, I couldn't do this work. So very much appreciated and I'll catch you guys again soon. Cheers, everybody. Stay strong.